thanks a lot for checking in and welcome to the Hustle Mindset Show. My name is Veer Dosi and I am your host. In this podcast, I interview brilliant people such as CEOs, change makers, thought leaders and moonshot thinkers among many others and learn about their mindset and strategies. I am an aspiring 16-year-old polymath working on increasing my specific knowledge and building upon myself while creating cool stuff. I interview about hustling, upskilling and personal growth and development. I'll also talk about ways to increase your skill set, work out stuff and ultimately hustle your way to a more fulfilling life. If this is something interesting, be sure to follow and subscribe and stay tuned for new releases. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy and keep working on improving yourself. Hey beautiful people, welcome to the Hustle Mindset show. Today on the podcast we have Danny Miranda and Danny Miranda is a really cool person and he himself has a podcast which I love listening to. He's got all of these amazing people like he's even got Gary on his podcast and I've loved that episode. So I wanted to talk with Danny once. So uh, welcome Danny. How about we start with an introduction? Sure thing. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. It's a real honor. I'm really grateful to be here. And a little introduction about myself. I'm 26 years old, started my podcast a year and a half ago, have just gotten the opportunity to speak with so many people who have impacted me so deeply. And I think that's been one of the defining things that I've built in my life is my podcast. So I'm really grateful for it. I'm sure we'll touch on it. And uh, anything else we want to talk about today? Yeah, perfect. I have a lot to ask Danny today. So we'll dive into the questions. So one question that I really wanted to ask you was that what are some contrary opinions that you hold on personal growth and self-development? Yeah. So contradictory opinions about personal growth? Yeah, opinions that others might not agree with generally, but uh, you believe in them nevertheless. Mm, Okay, cool. Interesting. I would say, I'm trying to think what pops out to my mind initially. Contradictory opinions that I might have. So one thing that is very popular is to to start small. Meaning a lot of people think that and a lot of research backs up that if you do one minute of meditation every day, that's great. And that helps build your identity. But where I disagree with that is that sometimes when you start small, you actually don't see any growth and the seeing the growth is actually what leads you to keep doing the habit. So like, let's say I have you do one push up every day. And you're like, yeah, I'm doing one push-up every day. This is great. And you do it for three weeks straight, but you don't see any growth from doing 21 push-ups over 21 days. Sure, you've built a habit of doing push-ups, but maybe you don't see growth, so you stop doing it. Whereas if, if you did 20 push-ups a day or 50 or 100, maybe you would see more growth. So I think somewhere where I disagree with people in terms of personal development is starting small. I think starting small is great, but I think you have to be cognizant of how you view growth. Does that make sense? Yeah, that works. So you're saying that uh, some people just in the beginning, they do not set as ambitious a goal and they just think that starting small, but intensity and consistency will matter. Yeah, that's, that, that's great. So for example, if, yeah. I, if I did, 
if I did one podcast a week when I was starting out, I'm not sure Gary Vaynerchuk would have came on the podcast after me doing it for three months. And him coming on led to more growth, more people coming on. So I think doing one podcast a week is great. And that's incredible. Like just that you're even starting that habit and building it. But the fact that I was doing three, I think really intrigued him. If I had to say of him being like, wow, he's been doing it for three months and he's already got 35 episodes out. Yeah. And a lot of people, if you hear them, they they say one thing about Danny that even though he's doing the podcast, he's in like other podcasters putting out episode after episode, but not providing enough value, but he does it consistently for three days. And each episode is so packed of value because if you look at the content and the questions, they're really nice. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So another question I had was, uh, what are some hard facts about podcasting and growing your own podcast that more podca- uh, that more people need to know about? Because I feel that right now the barrier to entry is really low, so literally everyone starts a podcast, but eventually, like after two or three episodes, it dies down. So, what is like some truth, the bitter truth that more people should know about? It's really difficult to grow a podcast, even where I'm at where I'm, I feel like I'm getting great guests, I'm asking good questions from my perspective and having really deep conversations. It's not like my podcast is growing at incredible speed. And maybe that's something I need to do better and it is something I need to do better is just market the podcast and get it out to more eyeballs and have more people hear about it. But growing a podcast is very difficult to do. And you, I think it, if you're, if your idea is growth, then I think you, it would make sense to go in a different area. If you enjoy connecting with people, if you enjoy just really asking difficult questions or, or researching, like there's a, a lot of part of the podcast, the way I've structured it is not about growth. And so now that's something that I'm now focusing on after a year and a half. Um, so yeah, that, that's been something that I think uh, a lot of people don't know that would be beneficial to think about. It's, it's not very easy to grow. Right. And other social media platforms, they're more easily available and you can grow exponentially there rather than podcasting. Yeah, so that's good. And uh, have you heard of the book Zero to One? I'm pretty sure you have. By yeah, Peter so- Thiel, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's this question, right? What important tools do very few people agree with you on? So I've kind of been pondering on that question for like two weeks now. So I really wanted to ask you, let's say that what are two or three truths that you believe that more people do not? Like important truths that less people agree with you on. It can be about podcasting, it can be about life or anything really. One of them is I think the value of putting out content on the internet is not really seen by most people. I would say that 99% of my friends, of the people I knew, know and grow up with, they are not putting out content on the internet. Maybe let's say 5% are of the 100% of people I knew growing up. And so I think more people don't understand that the benefits that it could give you, the the leverage you can gain and just the people you can connect with are outside the scope of what you can imagine. And I understood this from a very young age when I started uh, a blog when I was 13 years old. 
So I really understood, wow, meeting people, I'm connecting with people. And I even wrote a blog post about Gary Vaynerchuk back in the day when I was 13. And it's why I admire you for putting out this podcast at 17 years old. It's incredible. And, and it's, uh, it's a real testament to how you see the world. And so I think one thing that I think that most people don't agree with me or don't act on is, is putting out content is so valuable and the, the value can't really be understood. Right. So, and uh, sometimes, you know, when putting out content, you kind of feel the load that you should put it out daily. But I've seen a lot of creators doing this, that they put out content when they feel like it, when they've really something to share. While people, yeah. other than that, just put out content because they have to. So, yeah. uh, what is the strategy here? Like, do you repurpose content or do you put it out when you feel like it? It's such an intriguing question. And it's so important to, to answer this one. And I, the answer is for me, it depends. I think that there is such value in creating a schedule for yourself, in sticking to the schedule because incredible things can happen and you can, might get incredible insights just by virtue of following the schedule. But by the same token, people can sometimes tell when you're just showing up for the sake of showing up. Um, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this one, but I, I tend to lean towards having a schedule of showing up every day because you don't know what your greatest hit is going to be. And so the more you put out, the more opportunities you get, the more at-bats you take, the more likely you're going to be where you want to be. Right, yeah. That's important. And uh, another question. So uh, you've talked to a lot of people and when you talk to people, you gain a principle or paradigm or something that blasts your mind off from that particular person that you can immediately apply. So what are some principles or paradigms that you believe in and why do you believe in them? Principles or paradigms that I believe in. One, is, one of them is just be kind, right? Like be a good person. I think that it's so underrated. It takes so little effort. And just thinking of the other person and what you can do for them and being a good person is like at the heart of everything I do. And so that's one of the paradigms that I think about often and that, that dictates my entire life is like, am I being a good person in this situation? And I think keeping that front of mind has been incredibly helpful. Right, right. So, uh, being kind, uh, previously I used to read a lot of content and in that one point it was always be there that be authentic or be kind. So, the basic, what do you consider the basic idea of being kind? Like, what is your approach or your perspective in being kind? Because it can vary for people, right? Yeah, um, my, my approach or perspective on, on being kind is just doing the right thing. Like we have an internal compass. We have an internal idea of like what's right and what's wrong. And I think leaning into that and really understanding in the moment of what you're doing is like, is, am I doing the right thing right now? Am I not? And I think I've just gotten more attuned to that internal compass as I've grown as I've listened to myself more and as I've been more in touch with my core being. Right. 
So, uh, a lot of people say that you have to be authentic when you're producing content or just in living life in general. So, uh, you've talked to a lot of people. So, what do you believe in authenticity? Like, do you consider that we should be authentic or do you consider that we should just uh, frame the situation and be and put on a mask as required? Yeah, I mean, I think I can't speak for anyone else, but how I've enjoyed putting out content is just authentically and being my true self online and and trying my best to write my thoughts and and live as I truly am and not hiding away from things. It's easy to do online because there's a screen, right? It's and especially on Twitter, it's like you're typing your thoughts so you can alter your thoughts or edit your thoughts to be a different person. I found the most enjoyment and the most success personally, internally by being who I really am, by saying, listen, like I have a, I have a gambling problem, like I'm trying to fix this and this is what I'm doing. And, um, you know, and by being open about when I'm feeling joy. So yeah, authenticity is very important to me. Right, okay. Yeah, this is new for me. And uh, uh, I. Why do you say it's new for you? Because I just feel that authenticity kind of defeats the purpose sometimes. Because let's say that there's a particular person and you need to deal with him in a particular way. But if you're just authentic and if you, uh, if you're not exactly attuned to their type, like if you do not know, like there are some people who will not act very good of good to you or they'll try and take advantage so if you're still being authentic or you're just being yourself then it can kind of be a disadvantage but yeah i mean authenticity i think it can work yeah well i think it's actually an advantage being yourself because let's say you don't get what you want by being someone else then you're in the position of having what you want, but what you did to get it wasn't you. And so I think then you'll feel some level of guilt or shame or not feeling whole because you did something that wasn't real to you to get something you thought you wanted. Yeah, that's right. So that internal compass, if you're not exactly following it, so yeah, kind of the fulfillment that should, that could have been possible that doesn't exactly come to it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, on your website, there's this post about a book. So I heard of this book for the first time and I read through that entire post. So, uh, and I've been reading a lot of books lately. So what are some underrated books that you like read from time to time or like read and would like to read again? Well, what was the book that caught you? Uh, I think it was 75 hard, but I'm not exactly sure. It was about meditation and spirituality. And it was that, uh, yeah, I think I'll find it later. Untethered soul. Yeah, um, untethered, untethered, exactly, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. a great book by Michael Singer. Um, a couple more underrated ones. Um, the Surrender Experiment, also by Michael Singer. Uh, Resilience by Eric Greitens is more of a mindset and uh, more of a mental toughness. Um, Conscious Living by Gay Hendricks I really enjoyed as well. A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. 
I just there's so many great books, man. Yeah, books I've not heard of, so definitely look at them. Awesome. And so uh, you've been creating threads around podcasting and around uh, getting good guests. So uh, do you consider this to be an extension of your podcast, or do you consider this to be a separate thing that will aid in the growth of the podcast? What? As in creating content around podcasting. Yeah, I mean, I just want to give my playbook to people so that they could follow it if they're on a similar journey. And so the more that I can help people, the more they're going to be interested in the podcast and the more they're going to say, oh, this Danny Miranda is pretty helpful. So that's what I aim to do with uh, putting out threads like that. Right. So that's great. And uh, you've been a creator for one and a half years, like you said, and so what are what is your lifestyle and what are some lessons that you've learned building a brand around podcasting and self-development because there are a lot of shows available and one factor that you've differentiated is putting out three episodes so what other things do you like think of for the podcast yeah i'm trying to think about ways to differentiate myself right now even more um and i think just giving more of a mindset and giving more of my perspective on life is going to help me do that uh, just through YouTube videos and TikTok videos is kind of how I'm thinking about it of like, can I give more of myself? Can I, can I speak more about who I truly am? Um, and that's, that's how I, I think about like differentiating myself right now is no one could be Danny Miranda. So what are the books that I'm interested in? What are the things that I'm doing? Who, what are, what areas am I interested in? So that's what I'm thinking about right now. Right. And you've interviewed a lot of great people on your podcast. So who do you consider yourself as your ideas or your invisible mentors? Like they're not officially mentoring you, but you just look up to them for advice when you're stuck in a problem that they can help with. Yeah, I look up to so many people. One of them is Gary Vaynerchuk, of course. He, I've watched and consumed so much of his content. Another is Chris Williamson. Chris Williamson's a great podcaster out in the UK, host of Modern Wisdom. Um, what other mentors do I have? One is, is Ram Das. Uh, he's, uh, he's an American who went to India, gained a lot of wisdom, and came back and wrote about his experiences. So he's definitely one mentor. Um, another is probably Eckhart Tolle, uh, Jocko Willink, Tim Ferriss. I have a lot of mentors from random places. And honestly, everyone who comes on the podcast is a mentor to me in some way because I want to learn about their experiences and their insights into life. And I'm just grateful for everyone who's coming on for mentoring me for at least one hour. Right, right. So uh, I have not heard of most of these people except Gary and Tim. So this was great. Who? Who was the second one? Tim Ferriss. Oh, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why that's what I like about you because you get these unique insights that I'm unable to get elsewhere. So. Uh, Next question, what would be advice that you would give to younger you 
like not for starting a podcast but for like you're just out of college and if someone gave you the perfect advice what would it be the perfect advice would be to meditate right out of college and before college and um just personally in the united states it's like it's just so much outer world external focus it's external focus for money for college that you go to for um just fame like it's all it's all external focus and where i really to, when i really started to see success in life it was internal focus and these were the things and and looking inward so meditating would be at the top of the list and then uh one thing that i had down pretty well in college and or the last year of college and and after was having some form of exercise routine being very important could be as simple as walking it could be lifting weights it could be um yoga like just having some form of movement consistent movement that you do that you could get better at that you can improve just very helpful and i think that's the advice that i would give to myself just graduating college is look inward and move your body those are two very important facets right so this kind of sounds like an aphorism and the good thing about this is that you can keep it keep it in your mind and it just works yeah so this is great and um what does it take to become the best at something because you've studied the top performers of the world but uh, let's skip the cliche advice that it takes that it takes luck and hard work but apart from that what do you think leads to success and success can be subjective to you it can be internal success it can be external success but what leads to it yeah i would say focused desire and action toward a specific goal is what leads to success and as well as the ability to get better over time or the ability to to look at your progress objectively and say okay this is the way i can improve this or this is what i can do better i would say that that often leads to success in both the inner and outer worlds yeah so one question regarding this uh according to you how we, how does one remove the bias that comes from objectively judging oneself because when you judge yourself you get that bias that you're doing great even when you're not so what do you think can one do to remove that i think having a mentor or having somebody who can actually give you feedback on a consistent basis is one way that's very helpful they've walked that path and now they can give you insight on your current path so somebody who's walked it before is incredibly helpful and and having that person comment on the things not just a virtual mentors which are are very helpful but literally someone saying nah you're doing this wrong or you could do this better i think is incredibly helpful and if you can't have a mentor then a support group of people who are at your level and who are also chasing the same goal and on the same journey and communicating with them regularly about your progress is one way to get objective feedback right right so are you are you talking about masterminds like 
Sure. Masterminds or something like that. Yeah, that that's definitely one thing you could do. Yeah. So, uh, what was your experience while hosting the people on the show, and uh, what is what are different avenues that people can replicate such an environment apart from podcasting? Uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, sure. So I'm asking that uh, you've hosted people on your show, and a lot of people want to talk to people and just ask them their questions. So, what are some different places or oppor- ways that people can reach to their idols or mentors apart from podcasting? Um, I mean, I think you don't need to have a podcast to reach your mentors. One one way is to do something to follow the mentor's advice and tell them about it. It's like if you if that person tweeted something or that person put out a piece of content and they said I'm doing XYZ, then it it's helpful to be able to to just say, look, I did this thing. And, and tell them about it. And when you tell them about it, they'll be like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome what that person's doing. And they'll appreciate it. And they will allow, um, they'll probably give you more advice. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that. Because you followed their advice and you actually did what they said you should do. Right. And, uh, okay, yeah. So that's, that's great. And uh, let's say that You've worked with so many people and I kind of struggle with relation building sometimes because I'm not able to immediately express what I'm feeling or what I want to say. So, uh, you've talked to people. So, what would be your advice to an introvert who is into podcasting? What would be my advice to... An introvert who is into podcasting? Ah, an introvert, yeah. I mean, I would say I'm... 50% 50% introvert, 50% extrovert. Uh, so I would say that you don't need to be extroverted to podcast well. One thing I, I talked to Chris Williamson about was how he was he's identifies as introverted and he has these great conversations with people. And I, I would say Tim Ferriss is probably introverted as well, if I had to guess. And the reason why they found success is because they connect with the ideas of the people they're talking to. And you don't need to be extrovert to be a good podcaster from my perspective. You could literally just get excited about the things that also excite the guests. And that's one way to uh, get over that hump is like to just get excited about the ideas. Take pressure off yourself by realizing that one, everyone puts on their pants the same way. Two, it's all good if you mess up. Literally nothing's gonna happen. No one is, is gonna know or care. Or, it's just like, it's all good. And so I think getting out of my own head has been helpful for that. And meditation has been helpful for that to be more present. Right. And uh, when we consume content, like you take a podcast and you hear a lot of advice and when you go to apply them I myself suffer from this like I've consumed content but you want to apply it so how do you apply it like 
is there a framework that you follow for applying ideas that you find interesting? No, I, I don't think I have a specific framework. Um, I, if it's interesting to me, I say that's cool and I try it out. And one thing that's I think important is, is like trying it out right away, if you can. Um, because when you're most excited about the idea is like when you have the most momentum. So just like go with it. And if you, if you don't like that habit or you don't like that idea or you don't like that framework, don't use it anymore. But maybe one thing that's been beneficial to me is, is been applying it right away, right after seeing it, right after I'm excited by it so that I have that momentum and can build on it. Right, so that's perfect. So I think I'm done with the questions. This was incredibly insightful. I learned so many new names of people's, so many new books, so many new ideas and philosophies that I need to ponder about. So it was really great talking to you. It was great talking to you too. Thanks for doing this. Perfect. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot everyone for uh, listening to the episode.